The following is a presentation of the Retro Network. Do you remember when home video was in its infancy? The perfect video store is popping up all over the country. Do you remember the experience of renting VHS tapes at a store? Right now, rent Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom and Cobra for just a dollar a day each. Do you remember when you kept a video store membership card in your wallet? Welcome to Blockbuster Video. Hollywood Video. We get what you want. A warehouse is entertainment. Relive the days when dead media was alive and kicking. This is Rental Return. Tales from the Video Store. Hello, my name is Rob Reich. My father opened one of the first video stores in Australia, if not the first video store, in Canberra in 1980. Canberra, the capital city of Australia. He had the network of stores for about six or seven years. So let's get into this here. This is very exciting. You're our first, what I would say, international, you know, outside the North American continent. So I'm very excited to get your take and your experiences. But what are your earliest memories of VCRs, of video rental? Obviously, it sounds like your family were the ones establishing that. Before we had the video store, he had a store called Handy Hire. So he's hiring out lawn mowers and garden equipment and that sort of thing and i remember going into that store and it was pretty slow you probably get one or two customers <laughs> an hour but then the video store just exploded but then i'm going into the shop it's all changed and there's lineups like 10 deep at the counter with four people at the counter working it's like where have all these people come from it was just like ridiculous <laughs> it was all of a sudden it exploded so that was my first memory of the store, just like being really busy. How old um, were you at that time? I was about eight. Yeah, wow. about eight. Now, did so, you guys have a VCR at home prior to opening up the store? Did you have access to tapes at all? It's always seemed to be there sort of thing, you know. Oh, okay. There's probably not anyone in Australia at my age, at 10 years old, who's watched more videos. <laughs> I was like, I was very lucky. I was getting all these free videos every night watching yeah, but just of. explain then, you know, you kind of talked about how busy the store was getting, but what was the layout of the store? Because it kind of begs the question, what was your dad basing the whole concept on? Where did he get the idea to start a video yeah. store and how was he going to set it up? He, I, was, I was talking to him about it and um, before video stores, there was clubs. I think you've talked about video clubs before. He said there was like... Not VHS, but Umatic. Do you know the Umatic, the format? No, I haven't even heard of that one. Interesting. Yeah, I never heard of it either. It's U, like the letter U, Matic. And they said there was clubs around Canberra that had the Umatics. I'm just trying to think how it transitioned from, yeah, lawnmowers to video players. Well, it, let me ask you this. So when you think back just to the store itself, what did it look like? How were the videos presented? Like, how did the rental process work for people? So at the beginning, of the it was like an industrial zone and it's like, you know, really high ceilings and the counter was at the back of the store. So, the yeah, the video cases at the start, my dad said the videos were in the video cases, like on the shelves on the side of the store, alphabetical to start with. And then it went like new releases and then genres and that sort of thing had changed over time. But at risk of being stolen. You know how expensive, everyone tells you how expensive it was in 1980s, $100 for a video. Yeah. So then they started having the empty boxes on the shelves and then at the back of the store, you know, 
come in and get the video when you have to bring the empty case. So it was like that. And then it transitioned to have the counter at the front of the store. So people go in through past the counter and then up and around and come back. But it was a strange layout at the start. It was up the, the counter was up the back of the store. <laughs> That's interesting. Okay. So now you're talking about, you know, you're young, you're watching a lot of the videos. What were the movies you were gravitating towards? Where did you spend the most of your time as a kid pulling movies off the shelf? Well, I can't I think in the movies that were successful at that time, Superman with Christopher Reeves, that the original Superman sort of movie series, that was really, really popular. And Indiana Jones, that was really popular as well, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Now so. there've been a lot of documentaries over the years about Aussie cinema, right? Like about like the types of movies that were yeah. being made on the continent there with you. Like, is there a particular filmmaker that you remember being popular who was like a local filmmaker? Obviously, like was like the Mad Max films, you know, was homegrown, but 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 like maybe more even local than that. Um, not really. There's at the time I can't recall watching any Australian movies. It might have been delayed, like re releasing like the studios in Australia to go to transition to video sort of thing. So. I think, yeah, it was all, all American movies, yeah, to start wow, with. Wow, okay. Now, uh, I'm curious also to know, as VCRs are becoming a thing, I'm assuming at this point you, your family was renting the VCR unit with the videos to most people, right? They didn't have a VCR in their home? Or what? do you have a recollection of that? Like any of your friends, did they have VCRs or did they all come to your house? Because they're like, hey, no. Rob's got it. Yeah, nobody had video players at their homes, no. So I was pretty popular in that regard. <laughs> Not many people had it, but then, uh, you, know, you know, through the VHS beta wars, the prices come down and surprisingly, they didn't hire too many video players. People were, were purchasing them. They were purchasing them initially first to record television so they could watch movies later. That was a big driver at buying the video machines. So people could record their TV, favorite TV show and watch it later. That was illegal, I don't think. Well, I don't think it was legal at that stage, but <laughs> yeah, uh, but that but that makes sense. Yeah, you're like, oh, I can just keep it and hang on to it. That's great. At the store itself, do you recall like as the years were going on, were there any like special days, or was it just always like a constant influx? Like, did you feel like there was anything being done to bring people into the store? Or did your dad have any like special events or promotions trying to get people's attention? So he had a deal with Disney. Disney were the distributors of their own videos. So at one stage, they had a guy hired and dressed up as Mickey Mouse. Now, Mickey Mouse out the front of the store, you know, waving his hands and that sort of thing. But in Canberra in those days, in 1980, that was probably about the third biggest event of the year. <laughs> like just to see a guy dressed up in a Mickey Mouse suit after New Year's Eve and like the big race, Canberra race, horse racing day, probably the biggest event in Canberra at the time. Canberra in 1980, it would be closer to, you know, somewhere in America, like a city in America in 1880. It was like, it was so far behind. It was so far behind USA, you know, USA 1980, you know, the NASA space program and all that sort of stuff. We were just like, we were a country town. Like, like I said, a guy dressed up in Mickey Mouse was a big deal. <laughs> so I'm assuming that as, you know, you're getting older, you were getting pulled in to work at the video store to help out the family business. Was that the case? I figured out now I was only about 10 or 11 when I first started. 
And my dad showed me what to do. The customer brings, you know, the video case. It's got a number and you go grab the number, get the video, put it in there and that sort of thing. Actually, now I remember I, I made a mistake at one time that was a bit of a big deal. So X-rated movies were illegal at some stage, probably about 82 or something like that. And, and I put an X-rated video in a G-rated video <laughs> box and the person who <laughs> took it home and started watching it and they were going to call the police. Oh, it was a big deal. Wait, to make so me the, the movies themselves were illegal or just to rent to somebody a certain age? They were legal by that stage to over 18s, yeah. Oh, okay. So that, that's kind of a thing that's obviously come up a lot over the years. You know, the American stores, a lot of them, like, they stayed in business because of their adult film section. You know, the X-rated movies, secretly, that's really what was keeping them in business, not the new releases, not the kids' films. So you guys knew that was part of the business, obviously, so that was there. So was there a separate room? Like, how was that area set up? Yeah, there wasn't a room. All it was was the the video case, you know, the outer case in a folder. So somebody had, you had to ask the person at the counter to look at the X-ray video folder. So they'd be standing there at the counter, you know, turning the pages, looking at the pictures. <laughs> I'll take that one, thanks. <laughs> and that's- <laughs> Obviously a little awkward for you at 10 or 11 uh, to deal with that. Seven year old and I've pulled out the folder and they're looking at the pictures and looking at me and saying, well, what's going on with this person? <laughs> I like that one, thank you. And they're looking at me and I'm going, oh, this person's a bit strange. <laughs> Did your parents have any rule for you? Like, they're like, well, it's just part of the business. It's what we do here. Like, I wasn't allowed to watch them, but um, I found a way to do that. Obviously, when you're a 12 year old, something like that, 12 year old boy, you can find a way. So there's, you know, videos that got reminded, you know, they had, might have a, a problem with it at the fifth, fifth minute mark, be, the tape would be creased. So I'd be out the back and I'd find those and <laughs> be able to watch some, yeah. But other than that, I was watching R-rated movies, you know, 10 years old. It wasn't a, wasn't a drama. <laughs> yeah. So so you, you were obviously saying like, you know, the, the business was booming for a while. There was a lot of people, a lot of traffic. So would you say everybody in town was coming to rent movies? How much of the population was interested in this video rental store? Yeah, it must have been very popular. It got so popular because it was the first store in Australia that would be people my dad said there was people out the front with um, binoculars and they're counting customers going in seeing how much money's being made on this little video store it's like word got out then that there's money to be made in video rentals so it's really at the first stage so anyone who had a video player would have to go to that store because it was the only one so yeah you had some interesting competition from then on <laughs> yeah so that that's what i'm curious to hear about so how soon after did you start seeing were there other stores in town that were opening up and doing video rental like just down the street or like where were you hearing about the competition yeah like people out the front my dad were, had a partner and they obviously weren't interested in selling at that stage they were making money hand over fist so yeah so it was like people surreptitiously going on because they had the membership deal and you know you become a member and then you get cheaper overnight fees after that if you become a member they're the first to like to do that sort of thing and they were people studying their models and it wasn't a whole lot of competition at the start because it was the barrier to entry there's is quite expensive like the the cost of the videos they got a head start on people and 
they just ran with it for quite a few years until yeah big money started coming in did you start noticing as you were getting older and you know maybe even after the you know the family had gotten out of the business but were you noticing like were there specific chains that had really like expanded like other big cities yeah by about the third year there were some people interested in becoming you know having stores under that name like franchises in different cities so they had one person come in and you know sort of go over the books and say how their system worked and that sort of thing and then eventually I said oh no we're not going to do a franchise we're going to do our own <laughs> we're just going to do our own so they just gave away all their intel for free you know like you know all their systems and that sort of thing for free and that one in Australia become Video Easy. Video Easy was pretty big. It was like the blockbuster of the time in Australia for a short time before Blockbuster came and took over everything. <laughs> okay. Now I'm curious, you know, with the regular customers coming in and you're renting out to people, like, were there ever any incidents in the store? I mean, right, were customers, you know, kind of some strange people that hung out there too much? Or were there, you know, anybody that got upset about a late fee or anything like that that you can remember? Not so much customers that were strange. In those early days, like 1980, there was people trying to sell videos to the, like the vendors, like, like sent selling videos like x-rated that's at the early stage x-rated videos were illegal to hire out illegal to own i think as well one day my dad said fella come in trying to sell videos uh, like x-rated videos to him and that was illegal at the time he said no nah, not interested and the guy that was selling it was a guy by the name of nettie smith very famous notorious criminal in australia i mean trying to find an equivalent in america it's like almost Al Capone level notoriety wow. <laughs> or trying to sell his x-ray videos to us and no, I'm not interested and then he had a henchman with him and this guy was very intimidating my dad said and his name was Mad Dog he was a notorious gangster as well so he was an assassin of assassins so he was like the top dog he was the most wanted man in Australia for a few years he'd escaped from prison and it was only a year after that that it, my dad said, do I, I recognize you. Do I know you from somewhere? And the guy said, no, you don't know me. And the way he said it, he said, well, I'm not going to chase that up. You know? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Breaking out of prison for a year then. So gangsters were getting involved with videos in that early stage. So that was an interesting one. And then another one, people trying to sell videos to my dad about bestiality. Oh, no. <laughs> So I was very like Wild West. He told him to get out of the store. It was like a couple were trying to sell a bestiality. <laughs> Unbelievable. I mean, that's wild to me that they're just like, this is where the money is. If we get this stuff to this guy, he's going to buy from us because he knows he can make money. I mean, that's that's crazy. That was just the immediate thought in these people's heads. Yeah. So just getting back to the more mainstream titles, do you recall like a particular video? Because, you know, obviously when a new release is like the hot thing and everybody's calling in, they're like, do you have this? Do you have this? Is there a particular movie that you recall being the most popular from your store at any point in time? Funnily enough, because the baby boomer generation missed out on seeing it in Australia, but Gone with the Wind, you couldn't keep it on the shelf. Wow. <laughs> it couldn't keep start with so gone with the wind was extremely popular like it had many copies it was always going out it was like nobody had seen it when it came out in the cinemas in the 40s and then it was like a big gap between anyone seen it so everyone heard of this movie gone with the wind and they had to see it 
Plus, it's believe. a great value because it was like two tapes, right? So you're like, oh, I get a long movie for my rental. Oh. Yeah. Another one that didn't stay on the shelves, so you probably talked about it, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Because my dad put on the front cover, like, this film is rated the worst movie of all time. Please hire this video at your own risk sort of thing. And because he had that on there, it's just everyone wanted to see it. <laughs> everyone. Wow, great marketing. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> Now, yeah, as you were working there, was there like a particular part of the job that was the greatest perk for you that you enjoyed like while you were in the store? Yeah, I put on the videos what I wanted to watch on, on the screen that was playing on the screen. That was good fun. Yeah, I get to take all of, any video I wanted to. On the flip side then, what was your least favorite part of the job? Like what did you have to do as on a daily basis that was just like, ah, this is not my favorite? Oh yeah, probably just wiping down the shelves like <laughs> cleaning the shelves from dust and that sort of thing and the covers and that sort of thing that was the only that was the only bad thing about it i think yeah it was pretty good <laughs> who else was working in the store with you once i got the hang of things i could work by myself but there's always another person there so not a crazy crew of people coming in and out a lot of turnover in terms of workforce no it was um people yeah they stayed there wasn't like too many casuals i don't think you know casual employment wasn't really a thing in those days like you should get a full-time job and that was it yeah do you recall what changed over the years i mean you talked about the different you know shelf layouts and things like that but like towards the end of the store like were you selling a lot of used videotapes like was was there anything new that had kind of come into the store just how we're doing business now yeah like you say they did sell old videos and they had the weekly split like seven videos for seven dollars for seven days sort of thing and that was unheard of when you first started you're paying fifteen dollars for one movie for one night so the prices just went way down yeah they didn't try anything else like games or anything like that just stuck with the videos yeah and so you said it was about the mid 80s so it was probably like 86 87 that the store is closing down is that right yeah, about, then, about then yeah so what was going on at the point where the store was closing do you remember being there just like okay we're taking everything off the shelves were you there helping to to dismantle the store or what was the situation yeah so i only worked for about two or three years because it was so successful that like I was, I got motorbike for Christmas sort of thing. So yeah. <laughs> I was just, I wasn't there anymore. I was, I was playing. I was, yeah, using the proceeds of the, <laughs> from the store to have fun, become a bit slack, I guess. <laughs> so I can't recall the, the, the bad days. Gee, I'm glad I didn't see that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that, that's interesting. Yeah, that it was it's such a booming business. So now, did you keep a lot of the tapes like in your home library? Like, did the family hang on to that stock or did they uh, sell it off? Or Just the favorites we used to watch all the time. So Ferris Bueller's Day Off, The Back to the Future. It was a movie, You Can't Stop the Music. Oh, yeah, with heard? the village people? Yeah, Steve Gutenberg was in it. Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> and I used to watch it all the time. <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> so what was then, you know, after, you know, the family stores closing, obviously like video rental, like you say, blockbusters start to come in, I'm sure by the nineties, it's becoming yeah. a big thing. So what was your 
opinion of the bigger stores that you started seeing pop up were like were you always thinking in the back of your mind well well we started that but like were you still a customer were you still renting from other places yeah i, I was a customer i was trying to think yeah throughout the 90s it would have been a blockbuster they were just everywhere same as the states but i'm thinking when was the last time i hired a video and it was probably in korea i was teaching english in korea in 2000 and that was about the last time I ever hired a video from then on I didn't have VCR I went to DVDs and that sort of thing but I think you, people were more or less buying DVDs than hiring them in the 2000s I think yeah that's about right yeah it was definitely like a home video market by that point it's like you want to have it you want to own it and all of that but i'm curious just as you kind of look back in general on the whole experience you know when it was the family business and just being a customer do you have a favorite memory of just the video rental experience in, in general like of, of being able to pick a tape or asking for one and waiting for it to come in or something like that probably favorite memory is purely financial <laughs> so my father would bring home this 1980 is like five thousand dollars in cash a week sort of thing that was a lot of money i equated to how many houses you can buy in those days for that sort of money so five thousand after you know five weeks you could buy a house <laughs> it's like ridiculous amounts of money just yeah. that was cut off the top that they didn't tell the tax man so there's still more money under it was like so much money i just remember money money <laughs> that's all i remember and then it all went. <laughs> so, but yeah, so you equated, you know, videotape to fun. You know, this is this is like a bar of gold, this VHS tape. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> now, things like, you know, movie posters or promotional items, like were, were the studios like sending anything, the distribution companies? So many posters and now they fell into disrepair and they're all gone now. But I had so many, I'd hate to look on eBay and see how much they're going for, but I had so many posters. It was like, that's about the only thing I bought back. Was there one that was your favorite? This is like the centerpiece poster? That's Australian one called Farlap. It was about a famous racehorse in Australia, Farlap. And it was a picture of the horse and uh, yeah, that was my favorite. <laughs> Well, very cool. Rob, this is so much fun. Like, it's interesting to have that perspective. And, and I'm so glad that you're going from lawnmowers to VHS store and seeing the difference uh, in demand. Like, that. that's a fantastic story. Like I say, it was good times. Money equals good times. <laughs> <laughs> This has been a presentation of the Retro Network. 